Happy New Year to everyone. Uh, hope everyone had a great Christmas. Back for another episode. Gentlemen, how are we? I wouldn't call me that, but that's fine. Thanks. <laughs> I appreciate the compliment. Solid character. <laughs> Scumbag over here. Tonight's episode, Judgment Night, 1993. Brought up by one of our listeners. Oh, I've latched onto it, of course. Throwing it straight out there. Mm. Jared, you, you seemed interested. Yeah, yeah. You said, I believe you asked, what the fuck's Judgment Night? <laughs> <laughs> I had never heard of it, nor seen it. I thought it was a typo. I thought it was supposed to be Judgment Day. And I'm like, yes, I'll get on board with that. James Cameron, thank you very much. Judgment Night. Got him again. <laughs> no, I'm looking at, oh, this actually exists. And it's got... Ah, Amelia Sheen. <laughs> I was, I was pretty, um, I was pretty happy. Yeah. Because I remember, I remember being a bit of a fan of it, and I hadn't seen it for ages. It was another one that I watched probably five or six times in my teens. Yeah, and hadn't, it's, probably, it's, hadn't seen it since. I would reckon, reckon it to the, the sort of stuff that like your Demolition Man's. It was in that period, I think, in mm. around that period, and I was watching that shit repeatedly. Yeah, and um, since then I'd given it a few years. So. Yeah, yeah, it had been a while, so it, it'll be good to discuss. So, without further ado, let's jump straight into the trailer for 1993's Judgment Night. We saw a boy get murdered tonight. If they catch us, they're going to kill us too. This fall, there's one movie to see. Judgment Night, rated R, starts Friday, October 15th. Judgment Night from 1993, directed by Stephen Hopkins, who directed Mm. Predator 2 and The Ghost in the Darkness. Favourites? Oh, you forgot Nightmare on Elm Street I'm 5. Nightmare on Elm Street 5, the dream child. <laughs> yeah. You can't win a ball. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if, you, um, if you want to see the face of a defeated man, watch the doco. Have him talking about it. Man. Talking about how he was getting script pages the day he was shooting. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he looks defeated. He's just sitting there. Yeah, oh, if you want to look for a man who's. Who loves this? Uh, loves talking about this shit. Watch Nightmare on Street Four, Doco, for Reddy Harlan uh, carving yeah, it up left and right. Have Ready. a great time. Uh, produced by Gene Levy, who um, produced- Eugene Levy. <laughs> She's Gene great. Levy. <laughs> uh, he produced Waterworld. Ooh, and was never heard from again. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go on record. That movie's not that bad. No, no, it just shouldn't have cost what it cost. Yeah, no, exactly. And, yeah. Scr- uh, screenplay by Lewis Colick, who wrote. Ladder 49 and Unlawful Entry. Hmm. Uh, it stars Emilio Estevez as Frank Wyatt, Cooper Gooding Jr. as Mike Peterson, Dennis Leary as Fallon, Stephen Dorff as Mike Wyatt, and Jeremy Piven as Ray Cochran. The budget was $21 million, and the box office was $12 million in the US. Have you got the names mixed up there? No. Stephen Dorff was John, wasn't he? He was the brother. Yeah, John. Said, not, you I said think Mike. Said on, um, Mike's the yeah, brother. Mike Mike's yeah. Cuba Gooding Jr. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, so I've got a mix. Yeah, up. I think they're a bit scrambled. Oh, out. no, there's both. There's Unimportant. Mike and Mike, so I must have got Stephen Dorff wrong. Yeah, Stephen Dorff's yeah. John. Professional. Yeah. Once again. Some of us are. Now, here's a bit of trivia, and I mentioned this before we went on here, Gibbo. According to Variety, Emilio Estevez <laughs> was very far down the list of actors in consideration for the role of Frank Wyatt. Unfortunately, <laughs> this movie was down everyone else's list. Now, this is on Internet Movie Database, so I cannot 100% tell you if this is true or not. It's on the internet. Everything on true. the internet is true. Yeah, yeah. fact. <laughs> the trade paper story explained that the, studio's in, that the studio's desperation to quickly cast the lead role led to Estevez taking a much higher than expected payday 
And they had part other actors who had passed included Tom Cruise and Christian Slater. Surprise, surprise. Well, Christian Slater probably could have done with it. He could have done with it. Yeah. My oath, he could have yeah, done with it. Yeah, but I think Slater might have been riding high in 93, wasn't yeah. he? When was Broken Arrow? He was around. That was about 96. Was it? Okay, yeah. So that wasn't too far after something like Heather's, Heather's too, which was yeah. really well received. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Oh, that'll be on here soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Plus, like, you know, you take that off the internet, my my philosophy is if I can't immediately True. disprove it, I um, spread it like Must a Must be accurate, yeah. yeah. Fuck that so, Emilio Estevez. So basically Emilio has walked into a payday there, uh, which is strange because it's actually not a bad cast and the budget says about $20 million. You're not Who, exactly you working with a lot. Yeah. Mm. Are you? Emilio hmm. gets five, uh, 15. Maybe you, maybe you push your, your $20 million a lot further in 93. I guess so. Yeah. Because, yeah, it is a good cast. All right. Jared, kick us off, mate. Thoughts? Yeah, I think I'm going to be somewhere in the middle here. I get that feeling. Mm-hmm. It's not as good as I remember it, first things first. That said, I still really liked it. It's a standard, it's a very standard action movie. The the this plot is very sort of down the line. It's the type of action movie that I like for down the line. It kind of shares some things with, like, The Running Man. Um, even, like, horror movies like Texas Chainsaw or Wrong Turn, you know, going, getting caught up in somewhere you shouldn't be and then you're, you're running for your life, basically. And I think the strength of it is it puts them in some situations that are quite sort of tense and get some good good uh, mileage for tension. Um, and another thing that elevates it, not up with the absolute best of the best with the actions and the thrillers, but better than your average, is the acting. You get a couple of really strong performances. Dennis Leary, for mine, is standout. Mm. Um, and he takes a pretty standard villain and makes it really memorable. Mm. Ken Swear. Yes. Ken Swear. Good swearer. Yeah, very good uh, swearer. Yes, there's plenty of ad lib amongst that. It seemed yes. like there was a lot of ad lib, and I think that was a good decision mm. in the end, if 100%. that was the case. My little bloke um, walked in when he went on that uh, F bomb fucking rampage. <laughs> my little bloke walked in. I'm like, Dylan, get out of here. Next minute, it's fuck this, fuck that. And my little bloke's just like, oh my God, he just run out. Might as well just play an asshole to cleanse Yeah, ass. exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think. I'd probably go a three and a half. I was teetering on a three for a while, but yeah, I, I did enjoy it a lot. Um, and I think it was, yeah, they put that, they, they get that tension out of the situations that they put them in, some good mileage out of that, and some really good acting. So three and a half. And I'm glad it was, uh, I'm glad it was suggested to us because I, admittedly, I had not thought about it for quite some time. Yeah. So, so good call, there, Zachary. Gibber. Okay. You've uh, never, never seen this. I'd never seen this. I'd never, never heard of it. Ever? No. Jesus. Not fucking close. This no. movie never existed in my world. Yeah, I'm not sure how much. It's not really an action movie until right at the end kind of thing. It's, it's more like a action thriller. thriller. Action thriller. I yeah. Think it's an action thriller. So, yeah, it didn't really fall in my... And I get, like, I think the nostalgia of it probably gives you guys maybe a point, yeah. point worthy. Because um, I'm going to go with about a two and a half. I didn't really dislike anything. There's a few bits and pieces, but it, it just dragged on a bit. A lot of it was sort of slow and... They're just sort of a lot of running, four guys running. It's very for no reason. There's a few bits and pieces that I think are really well done. Um, and yeah, as you said, fucking Dennis Leary's ultimate in this. Yeah. He's really good just as a lunatic. There's also some just oh, weird, <laughs> weird <laughs> characters. Jared says he's looking at me because I'm going to drop some controversial <laughs> shit about Dennis Leary. Okay. This is my thoughts on Dennis Leary. I've already told Jared, he's immediately thinking I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, right, okay. So yeah, I'll go with it. I'll go with the two and a half. But I think the difference between me and Jared is probably just nostalgia. Because a lot of the movies we watched as kids, you remember them, you you like them because of that, yeah, and then you watch them now, fondness. and they're not as good, but you still sort of have that nostalgia. I don't have this, and I've just yeah. I've just watched it for what it was. I think 
taking looking at something that you had great nostalgia for, like Con Air, mm. like that gets a three and a half. Not because it's great cinema. No, it's, not at all. It's because it fucking pressed the buttons for us in that period. Exactly right. And we loved it. Yeah. Hey, mate, I'm still in the period. Yeah. If you, we watched oh, Con Air. I'm happy to switch my brain but, off from movies on And it's the same it. thing here for us that you didn't have because yeah. you hadn't seen it. But see, this movie doesn't have the same stuff that Con Air's got. It doesn't have the over-the-top action Ridiculous stuff. Ridiculous stuff. The, yeah. the biggest thing it's got is probably their like, hand-hand fight scene at the end where they're in basically just tackling shells full of glass. Um, that's the only bit that really gets sort of actiony and a bit over the top. Whereas the rest of it, it's it's a little bit of cat and mouse, and and they do do some really good scenes, which I'll get to in the likes and stuff. But other than that, it was just a little bit too slow for me. And there's a just a few bits and pieces that sort of bug me. But yeah, I can totally see how it could be a three and a half if you gave a shit about it a long time ago. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. It's it's a three and a half. It's vastly underrated in my book. Um, yeah, there's a hell of a lot of shit. well, it must be because I've never heard of it. There's a hell of a lot it, so. of shit that we have watched. On this podcast. That's an understatement. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry, you're still going? <laughs> alone, that this would be better than. And, mm. and and it does not get any play at all. It's forgotten, yeah. basically. So I think it's vastly underrated. It is anchored by what I believe is the best villain performance since Hans Gruber. Incorrect, but that's Big fine. Big call. Big call. Big call, but I, I think it is a... Memorable performance. I 100%. never ever forget that get, Dennis Leary is in this. Get on Facebook and lay the boot in if you so <laughs> choose. Please, uh, what's your thoughts? Tell Adam why he's wrong about that. Look, I was pulling myself when I said it's Jared, but I think <clears> it's up there with the best villains of the period. So General Hummel's another one well, that I really like. Yeah, Ed it's, Harris um, is mine for. I, I laughed, but then. There's parts of it that have merit. Yeah. Parts of what is. you say have merit. I, I, I thought immediately started thinking through action movies and I, I couldn't couldn't straight away come up with something that I, I could... Because I think of someone like um, Die Hard 2 is considered a far better movie than this, but Colonel Stewart is fucking useless. Yeah, he's, like, really he's forgotten. In, he's basically bland. Unless you really like nude... Martial arts. <laughs> <laughs> I suggested uh, Villain from the Expendables <laughs> 2 purely for name. <laughs> His name's John Villain. Villain. Oh my god. <clears throat> but I think, yes, and, and I think the biggest issue with it is you have to suspend disbelief. There's a lot of Big shit time. that gets out of hand that couldn't you, you can't possibly believe. Mm. But if you're prepared to let that go, which I am because it's the 90s and that was the sort of shit you did in the 90s, you let things go in action things. Yeah. It gets three and a half. I'm like you, teetered on a three, but nostalgia got me a three and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fair. All right. Likes. The song at the opening. <laughs> Who sings it? I Stella Soul. Stella Soul and Teenage Fan Club or something yeah. like that. Love it. Yeah. I always loved that song. Even, you know, when I'd forgotten about this movie, this the song was popping up on playlists. Soundtrack is, the soundtrack is excellent. Yeah. And supposedly it's, you know... It's it, it it did really well actually on the charts I think even though the movie didn't do that well. There's something about that song with the slow mo too that kind of works. Yeah. There wasn't really any reason to have slow mo there. Yeah. Except those kids riding through the pile of leaves. Yeah, yeah. Little yeah. bastards. It just kind of works with that song. And yeah, so. the boat goes. Meanwhile, it's super windy. Like they're obviously in Chicago. Yeah, that's right. Holy yeah, shit! It's just mate. wind yeah. permanently. Break another day. That's yeah. it. Really. Yeah. Right, that's it. Fuck it. I'm going inside. Yeah. Um, I actually think, and this movie does not have great characterisation at all. No. But they at least, it, they do it within that first scene. Yeah, you When everyone, everyone turns up to get on the on the truck, 
they give you a quick pricey about which what they'll all be. Yeah. You know, Mike's the and Cooper Gooding Jr.'s the suave ladies, ladies man, man who's yep. a bit of you know. Yep. Frank's the, the level headed family man. His brother's a fucking cocky idiot. And Piven's the, the tough, fast talking salesman. Slime boy. Yeah. Slimy guy. And that's all you needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they just play them out through the rest of the movie. You never get anything different from them. There's no real shades. Yeah. Frank Frank's a reluctant family guy too, though. Like he's he's got the wife and kid, but he's kind of still wants to be one still of the boys. The boys yeah. Still what he, yeah. And I like that. I like the way they threw that in. That's oh, his look, arc because by the end of it, he, all he wants to do is get back to his kid. Yeah. Anyone that's uh, got children can probably relate to that little bit. So Says like, Jared. Come on. With no, children. no. Like I remember saying, Can't I'm going, look, I'm just going to a fight. No, no, no. Wait I remember saying, I remember saying, look, I'm going to I'm going to do this, blah, blah, blah. Getting the thumbs up and then sort of feeling like I'm, I'm getting the greasies here. I'm getting, I'm in trouble. Yeah. And I'm saying like, but I've told you, I'm looking after the baby this night. You can go out. That's fine. I got no yeah. dramas. But then they don't want to go like, out. They want to stay home with you. Don't get yeah, me started. Yeah, don't yeah. get me started. So I'm, Emilio, <laughs> Emilio's, Emilio, I, I'm siding with you, Emilio. Yeah. Just say to your wife, tonight's my night. You get, you get one. Yeah. He's like, oh, I haven't been out for three months. And she's like, oh, well, I haven't been out for three months. He's like, well, you fucking could have. Just say to me, you want to go out. So then I can fucking do it without this house. Oh, poor choice of words. Sorry, Emilio. my life again. Poor choice Sorry. of words. Yeah. So you're feeling it too. You know where, you know where he's at. Everyone knows where it's at. I mean, I've had this conversation since, since my wife and I had kids. She would say, oh, you know, you're doing this and I never do that. I'm like, well, just do it. Yeah, and just ask. Everyone's fine. Because if mate, you don't cut, do it, I'm not allowed. Don't worry, mate. I'll cut this out. Continue. I have dropped the line. I have dropped I am capable of raising a child. I can look after my children for one night. Go and enjoy yourself. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I never get a hassle. <laughs> so you're moving on. Uh, moving on. Let's get back to the meeting. Uh, we'll get back onto the Dr. Phil podcast later on. <laughs> I just think that Maury. they're not great characterizations, but that Jerry is what Springer. you get. <laughs> That's what mine is. Sorry, Jerry Springer. <laughs> but they get them done. They get them done quickly. And you don't, you know these guys. You know them yeah. quick. You don't need to fucking buggerise around with anything. It is more. quick. He's having a chat on the porch. Yeah. Baby, yep, we get. Okay, so that's where he's at. Cuba's in the background. Cuba's chatting someone up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we well, have hey, that. And is he in the slow boat? Yeah. He's walking past him and then he goes... No, he takes his son, he's up and goes, hey, hey. And then the other, he turns up and blurring yeah, out his yeah. Exactly. Okay, here's All the fucking. And then, oh, What's he your brother pulls up. Your brother pulls up, <laughs> brother pulls up driving like a stunt driver. Yeah. Oh, he's a loose cannon. Yeah. Okay. So Easy. they do it real quick. Yeah. They don't fuck around, so you get it. And in fact, that the scene on the expressway yeah. where they get into the beef with the guy in the other car, yeah. Yeah. it just solidifies the characters. Yeah. Because Probably not as deft as like Shane Black. No, no, or not. Something, but, but it's, does it's the capable job. enough. Yeah. And I love the bit where the guy, Cooper Goody Jr., gets his hand, fucks him up. The guy goes, you're not worth it. He walks off and the other guy goes... Well done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was really good. Fuck you, man. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. That is what that guy needed. Someone else to give him shit at that point. All he's trying to do is trying to be a big man in front of his missus. Yeah. And they just and shut him down. He gets back in the car and he's done. He turns to her and goes, Fucking people out there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you the, the only thing that would have made that little bit better for me was if David Keckler was the bloke <laughs> in the background. Nice work, mate. 100%. Young David Keckler. Yeah. Yeah, I just think it. It, it does actually once again give you those little character development bits because you get yeah. you get Emilio saying to his brother, people get fucking hurt yeah. all the time, you know? and, and he's basically sort of you know almost like um it's the big brother little brother situation because yeah. he's fucking just telling him you look at me when I'm talking to you, and then you get Cooper Gooding Jr. Even though he's a ladies man, there's a bit of that toughness he can, he can in handle him. it, yeah, and 
the brother, you know, you just know, he's so over cocky that he's not going to come to the party when he has to. No. You just know it. Yeah. And so that, that they do enough to just set all that up for you. There's and also the talk about good. Emilio's character. Obviously, Cuba's like, oh, you used to be a hard ass. You used to be this, yeah. you used to be that. So he used That's, to kick some ass. Yeah. So you know later on he's clearly yeah. going to pull it out. Yeah. So I liked all that. It was just nicely set up. It's, it's As you say, it's not deaf like a, a Shane Black, but it does That's enough. Yep. The you, introduction. You sort of touched on it. The, the cast. Oh, yeah. Like the cast of actors that they got, very, very good, especially on the budget. I mean, personally, <laughs> I've always been a big Cuba Goody Juju oh, fan. Yeah, I yeah. think I might be the only person that sat through radio. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> <laughs> on your recommendation. Uh, I didn't I recommend it. it. <laughs> so I probably said, turn it off. <laughs> but yes, um, I was, I've always he's been a big good, yeah. Cuba fan. I think he's one of the best actors to ever make some of the worst choices of film 100%. come across. I, I, I'm going to go with a, a sort of like-dislike on Cuba. I'll get to the dislike on Cuba. He gets a bit mm-hmm. full-on. But, yeah. yes, he he's charismatic. He knows how to, like, you, you can buy that he's a ladies' man who's got a little bit of toughness about him. You can buy all that. Yep. And he's kind of funny. Like, as I said, the Gibbo, that bit at the start where the wife says, he says, oh, we'll bring him home, you know. 8 a.m. 5 o'clock, whatever. And she goes, she looks at him like that, and he's like, your wife doesn't like me. She goes, yes, he does. He goes, maybe the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> so then he goes... Yeah, you're right. She doesn't like it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but the the uh, yeah beyond that, even the you know the bit players, Jeremy Piven was was yeah it was probably a, a bit of a nobody at that. Peter point. Green, the bloke who plays the offsider, he was in the mask. Yeah, yeah. I love that guy. Yeah, yeah. he's really good. He, he's classic hard ass, and but even, it works really well. Like even they uh, you know they go and tie it into the soundtrack where Everlast. Yeah, is one of the, he's in it. Yeah, he's one of the um, he's not the in henchmen. Much, but he's, he's not in it yeah. much, but it's kind of even with those sort of roles. Great little bit of work to put someone recognisable in there and go, oh, yeah, shit, you know. Yeah. They did a really good job top to bottom. And, of course, Leary is, but, gets his you own. But, you know what? Line. I'm going to – even though he's paid an immense salary and he shouldn't have been, Estevez is actually pretty good yeah. as, a, as the everyman hero because he's not Arnie Schwarzenegger. And he is – he looks and feels like – Average Joe. Yeah, and his voice gets when he gets cranky. Time. His voice gets very high pitched. Yeah, yeah you don't does. take him as a Stallone type. No. <laughs> and he does that. He has got a stupid, like tough guy face. It's yeah. not believable. But yeah, he usually his brains though more than anything. Yeah, yeah. And, it depends and, what you're going for. And if it's the everyman sort of thing, he's he's. And Estevez is a capable enough actor. Was he worth the paycheck? No. <laughs> we, need, we need to get a number. We need to get a percentage I of the fucking five budget. Mil. That's what Leary says in that. Five. I think he said it was five mil. That's twenty five percent of the total yeah. budget. That's bonkers. I think he said it's five. Leary might be wrong, but in that funny or die, I think he says either he says five mil or he just says he got a shitload of money and everyone. Yeah. Nothing, yeah. He said he else. got a heap. So I think it's somewhere in that vicinity. I mean, if they were chasing Tom Cruise in nineteen ninety three, that's a fucking big paycheck. Ninety. I'm going to throw it out there. Five mil probably wouldn't have cut it. No. No way. Ten. They might have got ten. Yeah. No, no, he have got ten. <laughs> He wouldn't have got ten, but Tom would if he had been Cruise would have, yeah, Cruise would have been up, yeah. but the budget would have been fifty million. Yeah, they, they gave him Tom Cruise money. Fuck. If they were going on a cruise, they gave him a percentage of Cruise money, <laughs> which is still pretty fucking big. I would have suggested, but you know, the nineties, mate. That's where your Stallones and your Willis's and that were getting twenty million squid. Tell me, how did they nail down Stephen Dorff? That guy was. <laughs> <laughs> he was taking off. He was going through the stratosphere. What year was Blade? Blade one. 96 uh, or something. Yeah. Was it still yeah, later, was it? Yeah, yeah okay. It so, because yeah. so, he looks pretty young in this. Yeah. So he hadn't really done fuck all up hey, to look, this point, did he? Say what you want about Dorf, but he's a decent enough actor. He's fine. Like, he's a fine actor. Yeah. Um, but. He's really good in the, the power key, of one. The key is you needed 
a good everyman vil- a hero and a really good villain to sell it, and they got that. At the end of the day, that's exactly what they got. Mm-hmm. Tom Cruise, I don't think, would have worked as a as a hero. He's too pretty. It, he wasn't in Cruise that would have done this. He was. Oh yeah, year. but what I mean, he wasn't is, too busy jumping on couches and doing all that sort of. What I mean is, before all that, he yeah. wasn't in that period of what he is now, where he's punching the daylights out of everyone. I, yeah, I, 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 I'm sticking. I'm in the corner of he would have. He would have done. He would have probably done a good job. Like he's not a shit actor or anything. So, so what was he doing around here then? That would have been. Was that, was that it was before Jeremy Maguire? But yeah, it was about that sort of that. time. Yeah. So he's probably he was stretching his acting muscles. So he's twenty. <laughs> he would have been twenty five, twenty six ish. Yeah. He could have done it. Like no, no, he's very capable. He would have done it. Yeah. But I just liked that Estevez seemed a bit more your average Joe. Yeah. He's like a he's like a chubbier David Spade. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, David. Right. <laughs> Sorry, you should apologise yeah. to I know that was the rest of my joke. <laughs> Um, but oh, fuck. getting to my, I, I reckon the best scene in the movie is is the reveal of Fallon, mm. when everything's in shadow and he comes out and he's he's just covered in shadow. You can't actually see his face, and he's talking, and he says to he even throws in that little. There's a menace to it, but he throws in that little um, a bit of humour. He says to him, "All you needed to do was move the merchandise." What we. Weren't happy, didn't get a company car, not long enough lunches. <laughs> then he just, when he shoots him, it lights up his face like the muzzle flash. Yeah. So you actually finally see him. So yeah. little aside, I didn't see that bit because whatever copy of the movie that I managed to get hold of had a little chunk missing. Right. <laughs> so basically up to uh, when they walk, when they think they hit someone yeah. with the bus, they're walking around the front of it. And then the bit I got to was just before they blew the bus up, yeah. before they lit it on fire. Right. Yeah, well, that, that's that's where yeah. it is. It's right in there, and it's really, really well Yeah, it was pretty good. And, and the shots are all from the guy on, the, on his knees yeah. looking up at him. Yeah, so I assume yeah. they murdered someone at that point. Yeah, there, they killed the guy they found. The guy's looking at the back of the bus, and they go, fuck, they killed him, we've got to get out of here. Yeah. And then they light it on fire. Because that's... the guy they, they, they hit... He's been shot. Oh, okay. And they yep. bring him into the truck and he says, oh, they're... That's where your half mark was, or your, yeah. <laughs> your point in that five minutes yeah. that you missed. No, it, but, was, it was a pretty good scene. Yeah. Again, it was just... It's down the line, action thrill affair, but Leary just takes... He takes it up a notch because of his... And it works to his comic style, mm. which is that yeah. fast-talking, full of swearing, um, you know... Yeah. It's it's like acidic sort of wit. The humour makes him it gives him a, a little bit of like a Joker kind of yeah. vibe. Like he's he's making gags, but he's a seedy kind of like even the look of him too. Like they get a couple of close ups. He looks pretty rough. Yeah. Well, there's there's yeah. one bit it's later on in the movie where they they just zoom in on just his jaw and his teeth, yeah. and they're focusing on someone behind him, but it's yeah. just looking at his teeth, and it looks really like off putting. Yeah, it's really yeah. cringy. Yeah, but it, this would have been around the same time as he did um, Demolition, Demolition Man, Man yeah. too, because it's yeah. almost the same character, yeah. just on one side or the other. Yeah, one's the war. a good guy, one's a bad guy. Yeah, the, but it's basically um, the same. He, he, the same thing happens in the um, the train yard. Which I thought was a really tense scene. I love that they're scene. They're in that with, with, with the homeless guys. They're trying to shut the fuck up and they're trying to keep the homeless guys quiet as yeah. well. How much shit can we give these motherfuckers? Yeah. <laughs> He's got the little knife thing and he's scraping along. On the side of the, the car. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say for mine, that one's the best scene. Yeah. And, and um, I love the fact that you, you see it. God, we're all smart. You see a section, yeah. <laughs> you see them all sitting there and they're trying to be quiet and you just see the shadow. 
and you know that one of the guys is actually standing right next to the truck, the train yeah. car they're in. It brings up one of the dislikes in it. it. Like one of the criticisms of the movie is that everything's all the characterisations paper thin, mm. and it extends to the homeless people and the yeah. you know the people in the neighbourhood. That every single one of them is like every every one of those homeless people in that car is just like, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll roll you for your money. Yeah, and not. Just, you know, down on your luck. Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, but the scene works really well in that they're just, they're caught in a rock and a hard place, you know. He's he's going to find them, and if they don't appease these guys that are in there with them and can give them away at any second. So it really sort of ratchets ratchets up the tension. And at the same time, the, the thin characterization plays in its favour because, oh, yeah, you've got the level-headed guy trying to keep them cool. Then you've got the loose cannon that they haven't talked to yet. Hey, he graduated college. <laughs> oh, that's right. I graduated college, yeah. But they, hey, you know, have great hands. <laughs> they're talking. They haven't talked to Dorf. Yeah. And you know that that's coming. And his characterization is he's ready to explode. Yeah. And then he's Get second, the fuck off me or something. Yeah, Don't yeah. touch me, Stinky. <laughs> so it's sort of the whole, the whole time you've got that sort of in the back of your head. It's yeah. coming from both sides. So that whole scene is really, really good. Yeah, that was my favorite scene in the but movie. But I also do like how he says... Leary's yelling out the whole time. Yeah. And he says, You fucked up my car and I don't have collision. <laughs> it also it also I loved all that because it's funny, but it still had menace like yeah, the way yeah. he says it. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's basically saying, yeah. You fucked up my car and you're gonna, gonna get gonna even fuck more. You up, yeah. you know? Even when I he's like even when he's funny, he comes across as a cranky prick. So yeah, that's yeah. kind of and so I really perfect for this, but um that whole scene also puts the wallet in play. Yes. You know, it's, as far as, you know, in terms of this movie and its believability, that scene is on the lower end. It's like, yeah, okay, so they're getting robbed. You can cop that. And that's how it, then it brings the wallet into play yeah. and in a, in a feasible way for this type of I've got a negative setup. involving the wallet. Yeah. I'll get to it. I think the, young, the scene with Leary and the young neighbourhood kids outside the apartment block. Another mm. great I one. just love the way... Peter Green starts shoving guns in faces and getting all aggressive. Yeah. Meanwhile, Leary you're outgunned, mate. <laughs> Leary just takes the young kid away, charms him. Tickles his balls. But yeah. then he goes... Charms him, but leans on him Yeah, as yeah well. because he goes, uh, man, I'll just take your money. You can't take my money. Yeah, yeah, says, yeah. But what you can do is take, is take money. my money. money. Yeah. And then he drops yeah. another great line when the kid says, he's got blood on it. And he goes, have you, seen any, have you ever seen any that hasn't? Yeah, yeah. And it's and I really of, love that. It just showcased he was charming. But he was also telling that kid, if you fucking try and rob yeah. me, yeah. we're going to have... Let's just both get something out of yeah, this yeah. and move on. Oh, that, um, we're looking for some citizens. <laughs> the, yeah. bloke says, the little kid says, hey, you're looking for some citizens, are you? <laughs> Starts going off about it. But I, I, I really liked that. I thought it was another really good scene because it showcased his, his cronies mm. were the aggressive. Yeah. And then it, it sort of upped the ante to, like what I was saying, with one of those kind of backwards movies where... All of a sudden, anyone they see almost is kind of trouble, untrustworthy or trouble. Also, or... that sequence where the, the the four of them end up at the apartment block and they hear that squeaking, mm. look over and the kids are... swinging on the yeah. yeah. Oh, that was horror movie. Well, I'm just going get the fuck out of yeah. here, yeah. out of here. Let's get on a road that's got some cars on it. Yeah, just keep walking. Yeah, that that 
particular scene, I think, was again that that tiny little snippet was one of the best parts of the movie. Yeah, yeah. That kid, the way he was he wasn't sitting on it. Either. No, he's he standing up on it. it, so he's full rigid, just swinging yeah. his whole body. He's just it looking at me. He's just looking it at him. reminded me, um, just because it was recent of the raid, yeah, where you kind of expect him to yell something out, and then everyone to just come out with their, you know, yeah. And then they do a really nice tracking shot where yeah. Cooper Gooding Jr. runs across to the door, yeah, and yeah. The, the, the the camera tracks, and he's in the the shot, yeah, yeah, he's because he's, he's clearly he's a lookout, like he's a yeah. sentry yeah. for the. It's clearly yeah. like a drug house, basically. Yeah. I actually like. I really like the rooftop bit too, mm. and, and that's where Leary's frothing at the mouth at his absolute. But again, it's really aggressive when he fires up. Yeah. Even though it's piss funny, it's aggressive as all hell because you're just thinking this bloke is just gonna. And I lo- he's gonna kill him. Mm. And then I love the way he goes two hundred thousand dollars, and he goes. All right, you got a deal. Yeah. Yeah. You think? You know. Oh, what? Yeah, you want to talk about great action villains, right? Do you know what scene that reminded me of? What? In Die Hard with Alan Rickman and... Oh, Ellis. Ellis. Fucking Ellis. It's the same scene. This guy thinks he can talk his way out of it. Judd boy. Ellis is far more sleazy from my life. I know, but Piven is a sleazy motherfucker. And they're both the the, same. um, They just think they can talk their way out of it. I had the... The like for me was... Leary. Yeah. Yeah. I, was, I had a dislike to that scene. Leary was on his own in that one. He was really good in that, yeah. that particular scene as well. Again, like you said, the menace is just there. Even when he's laughing, you're kind of expecting him to do something. Just shoot him straight out. Yeah. But they drag it on for a couple of minutes and the whole time of that two or three minutes. Yeah, you know he's going to die. You're thinking, he's going to die, but he hasn't. Is he's, he going to do it now? Is he gonna, and they just yeah. sort of stretch it. They yeah. stretch it. And really I love well. the way he goes, I can get you 100,000 cash. He's like, oh yeah, so we're talking about money. Let's let's talk. Let's talk. And he starts talking, and then he just he just suddenly goes, "Listen, shut the fuck up." Yeah. And he goes to sort of go, "Hang on, yeah, let me keep talking." He's like, "No, no," and he just starts yeah. fucking going. You've had your off. turn. Like, yeah. yeah. It seemed like the um, it seemed like he was allowed to go off again, like yeah. the, the ad lib. Yeah. That was the hundred percent sure, but I think, I think that was where my little boat walked in. Yeah. That yeah. f bomb waterfall. Yeah. That it's just going yeah. off there. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck I, this. I fuck it. that. The other thing I liked about it is the idea that they were crossing. From one building to the other, and they had that shitty looking bloody ladder. Ladder, yeah. And they they threw it in a couple of times where the ladder goes yeah. starts falling. So they, that mm. was all happening while Ray's trying to crap his way out of the hole. Again, thing. it was pretty. Uh, it was pretty uh, straightforward, but it was well executed. Yeah, and like, like that ladder thing was just. It's just. Okay, you're crossing a bridge, like, or you're crossing something that's not stable. How many fucking times have we seen that in a movie? But it was done pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it just yeah. kind of encompassed... The, the whole movie was like that, really. Yeah, exactly. You know what it reminded me of? Did you guys ever see that old infomercial of the bloke with the A-frame ladder? And he's... <laughs> <laughs> and, he goes the, and, and it starts to go and he goes, see, see, now it's locked into place. And then he goes to get crawling and it folds up and he gets folded up in it backwards like a pocket knife. Uh, Fucking hell, man. Every time I see it, I laugh my head off. <laughs> Such a good ad. That chick's like, oh, oh. <laughs> Anyway, as soon as I see a ladder fail, I just think of that every time. Link to that, <laughs> link to that as he sees it. We'll find it, mate. I'm going to find that shit. <laughs> <laughs> just for my purpose. Oh, mate, it's so good. <laughs> as soon as it starts to go, see, see, now it's locked into place. No, mate, you're about to die. So that reminds me of the old zone. You remember that big Kev character? Yeah. yeah. He was selling sunglasses and he was like, they're shatterproof. And he hit the hammer and the bugger smashed everywhere. And he goes, so it broke, but it didn't shatter. <laughs> 
Not indestructible. All of it sails. I actually, really, I actually did like the the taking a stand in the sewer. I thought that was a good idea, and it, again, it was executed reasonably well. The idea of it, I guess, is the fact that they decide that you know these guys are not going to let us go. They they just continue to come after us. It's time to take a stand. There's a bit of fatigue involved, I'm sure. Yeah. But you just again, just as a slight dislike, the telegraphing of of Dorf's problem. Mm. It's just it stuck out like a sore thumb from the minute you saw him. <laughs> no one can no say sore thumb today. Those sore thumbs are really getting us. That's where you have to try and do a mathematical equation yeah. for the, the Norse god of thunder. <laughs> the old Thor sums. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome, everybody. I'm here all week. Uh, it's it just it, it immediately telegraphed when he turned up. And the issue on the on the on the expressway that he wasn't going to come up to the part to the plate. What the part where he goes, "Hey, Mike, Mike," yeah. and Mike turns around, and goes, "I got your back." Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> no, no, you don't. don't. <laughs> we know you don't. Yeah. We know you haven't got it covered. But all in all, I thought it was pretty well executed. And I did like the bit where you know that Dorf's fucked up. And you just think he's just going to walk up behind Gooding and just shoot him, and then yeah. Estevez just comes out of nowhere. Mm. And for the first time I saw it, I didn't even expect him to come. Like, mm. I just assumed that that was going to be the end of Gooding Jr. and it was going to be on. So I, I thought that was pretty well done. There's actually a dislike to it I'll get to. Okay, cool, because I was about to bring one up. I'll do it later too. I really like the uh, the last one. I mentioned it earlier on, but the, the last fight, when they just keep tackling each other into yeah. shells full of glass. There is more glass in that joint. Than yeah. that. <laughs> they, they could have gone to the mattress section, but no. They're in the breakables. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. I mean, it's like, stand up, mate. I'm going to tackle you over here. Another full shelf. Stand up again. No, it, was like a, it was like a flea market, wasn't it? Yeah. So there's, you know, there's things with bananas and, yeah. you know, food and whatever. And then all a of a sudden, market. it looked yeah. like Paddy's markets from Sydney, yeah, or something yeah. like that. Little stalls, little bits and pieces. So they got, yeah. There's a lot of choice, but yeah. then they end up. <laughs> but it's a good fight though. Like they yeah. do the, the the whole scramble for the gun, but yeah. then they're using bits and pieces against one another. There's and then a, once he finally fires up, when he gets told, he says, "I'm going to go visit your wife." Yeah, and he goes, "What the fuck, Jesus?" Yeah. Yeah. There's also a little bit higher. I don't know if I'd go with the belt over the neck for the guy. Like, if you can sneak up behind him, get something big, and belt him on the head with yeah. it, though. Like, oh, look. The old look around, there's plenty of glass. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> give him one of those. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's a makeshift, yeah, makeshift chiv somewhere. Going back just slightly, I do like the way Leary carries on when Peter Green's been killed, and the other bloke's just whinging in his ear about how, oh, look what you've done. This is your fault. And then he's yeah, going, Yeah, I love that. Because the whole time he's head doing under it. there. And just talking. And he's going... It's like he forgot it because he's talking about, you know, when I was in the joint, I had yeah. a guy like you. It was like a fucking jet aeroplane going... And the other guy's like, I think he's dead. Well, and that was one of my last likes, actually. It took me a long time to realise that was Everlast because he wasn't on the camera. And I'm like... Holy shit, that's yeah, Everlast. Yeah. Like, um, a young Everlast. A yeah. young Everlast, young probably Everlast. before he picked up the guitar. Might have yeah, still yeah. been House of Pain. Yeah, he was House of Pain. Like I said, I really like those castings where you sort of, he's not front and centre, but you just get a little bit of a buzz. Oh, that's yeah, so-and-so. Yeah. Somebody doing a pretty seen, decent you know? job, you know. Yeah, and he wasn't too bad um, in the limited stuff he had to do. It yeah. reminded me of the uh, Point Break Chili Peppers. <laughs> Doesn't he get shot in the foot? Yeah. yeah. He gets to scream really well. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. saw the Point, Bra- Point Break uh, remake on the yeah. shelves the other day. Oh, I watched Adam it again the other day. Said, 
What do you reckon? <laughs> nah. Not going there again. I've said it twice now. Fuck! <laughs> Adam said... You're the only one who has! Adam said he didn't didn't love the first one that much. I said, well, don't go anywhere near. <laughs> I'd say, <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Yeah. Yeah. If I didn't like the original, I'm not going to like that. It's it's more of a Fast and Furious movie, to be honest, than a Point Break movie. And, I haven't and not fun. a good one. No, not good. <laughs> Definitely not good. I'm down for likes anyway. Well, yeah, my, my last like is, I like the last second fake out where he goes to the phone. And he picks it up and the gun comes out next to his head. We're, we're, we're conditioned to think yeah. that's fucking Leary. He's still alive. Mm. But it's the cops. Yep. Who have been called. Yeah. Because so. they did. They, they do try and like fish the whole Leary thing because he walk, He sees him at the bottom of the stairs. And then every now and again, they're sort of looking from a different angle and you can still see his hand there. And it's like, oh, he's going to be gone next yeah. time. Yeah. They do it and they do it and they do it. And then he walks past him and you're expecting him to grab yeah. his ankle yeah. or something. So they play with Not it. only that, but they condition you with phones in this movie. Yeah. This movie fucking hates phones. Yeah. <laughs> First, you got the Piven one where he fakes it out. Yeah. Then when he actually needs it, it's not working. Yeah. Um, then there's a bit where Estevez goes over and picks up the phone and it's fucking the Bust cord's cut. Yeah. In the apartments, the line's cut. Yeah. Then he picks the phone up this time. He gets a gun to his, gets head, a gun yeah. to his head. I'm like, I think that was... I don't know. Maybe that was kind of like one of those attempts at working your subconscious, yeah. like um, Spielberg phones. with the music yeah. and the shark yeah. and Jaws. So, yeah. Don't use phones. Don't laugh at that when Estevez is, uh, like, when the guy points the gun at his head and he's like, oh, I don't I don't believe you, dickhead, whatever else, and he's giving him shit. And the other bloke comes and goes, he must be telling the truth. There's carnage out here. And the guy's like, yeah, oh, sweet, like, no worries. Oh, he, he, like, oh, he must be telling the truth. Yeah. The flea market's torn apart. <laughs> like he's in one of the psychos. Yeah. He could have been anything. Yeah, and the guy's like, oh, well, he must be free to go then. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. It was a bit strange. does everything but pats him on the back. Yeah. Come on. Come on, Well done. The job's surviving. You're out. Dislikes. The casting is good. And I enjoyed most of it. Gooding Jr. gets crazier and crazier, though. And by the end oh, of it, he's fucking he's frothing at the mouth yeah. and yeah. carrying on like a penis. Yeah. But, yeah. A frothing penis. That didn't bother me as much. There was, yeah, there was a couple of parts where it was a bit over the top. The bit in the street yeah. was a bit I didn't understand. He's like, you used to have big balls and then you got married or something. I'm like, what the fuck's that going to do with anything? Is that the moral to the movie yeah, that you, yeah. you know, you better not get married or you won't be able to beat anyone up yeah. or you much show friends? And that's where he's at. He's absolute grating. He's, he's yeah. just going off and he's, he's, it's over the top. That scene the, stuck out like a four sum. Yeah. And is there a little bit of <laughs> racial commentary in there with the yes boss, no boss bullshit as well? Yeah, that I was didn't bugging get that me. either. I didn't really get that either yeah. because it, it doesn't, it doesn't really go anywhere. It's it just sort of, yeah. That was the same with the with the bit in the street. It's Enough of this of boss place. shit. That's all he says. Yeah. It's like, well, is that getting raised? Was there a reason for having that at all? Yeah. And then later on, he says that after he gets shot, he's like, yes, boss. And it's sort of like a joke. But it's, I think it's a pretty, it was supposed to yeah. be that, you know, he had come to the conclusion that Frank Frank was the guy he depended on. It was the guy he yeah. followed. But it just was clunky. Yeah. I yeah. think that's what it, yeah, I think that's what it was. <laughs> it just came across poorly. Poorly, yeah. Um, but I think that it was just clumsy. While we're uh, complaining about Cuba... Clearly changes limp legs yeah, through the movie yeah, multiple times. Oh yeah, <laughs> See, that's one of the things. Like my OCD really kicks in with that sort of shit. Mate, Cuba's, Cuba's right like, leg, left leg, happy sprint, no yeah. worries. Even when like three three out of shape middle aged white guys trying to keep up with him, he's got a bum leg and he's just sprinting yeah. off into the distance. Every time they come to him, he's just gone. Um, but I, he clearly changes legs. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. My can I go into my biggest dislike? Yeah. This this was the one that really grated me. And it was probably why I didn't recognise Cuba. Jeremy Piven, the acting job's not bad. No. The character is yeah. 
fuck. He's, he, he's he, at his pivotist. It is the worst. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The, and the entire character is there to be nothing but a ball and chain and a whinging prick. Yeah, mm-hmm. and nothing more. Again, his performance is far better. Like, is 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 good. Like, it's good yeah. enough performance. But his character's just. He's superfluous almost. It's he's the, just there to get thrown off that field. He is. And prior to that. And bring the truck. Yeah, all he's there for. He brings yeah. the truck. Then, you know, he's happy. Then they get into the bad neighbourhood, which, might I add, is another dislike in that um, they get off the freeway and five minutes later they're in Barter Town. <laughs> <laughs> don't mean 30 seconds later, dude. They're off the freeway. Later. Next minute they're going past like a boarded up fucking servo. And oh, it's just... Yeah, I'll be counting for cinema time, but Jesus Christ, that, that was not... Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with not a realistic representation, even of some of the rougher parts. But, yeah, it... Um, after that, all it is is complaining. He's like, oh, now the RV's fucked. I would have just been saying, mate, nobody asked you to fucking essentially steal an RV. Yeah, yeah. You could have had collision. You could have, you know, <laughs> hire one, insurance. Then the rest of the time, all it is, oh, this guy's, you know, this guy's probably been shot by the cops. He's a thief. Yeah. Then they get into the apartment. Oh, how do you know the phone line's cut? You didn't pay your bill. Yeah. All he does is complain and slow the group and down. And put everyone offside. And it's yeah. the, it is the chief... Uh, it's the chief example of poor characterization in the yeah. movie. All he does, he's a ball and chain it's, and nothing it's else. Like, it's like the others, they, they, they pull back on their characterizations, EJ. They gave them the characterization at the start and then and they just it. let it run and it was pretty simple and the actors yeah. just took it where it needed to go. Yep. Piven's been given such a shit characterization that no, no matter how good his performance would have been, which, and as I said, which I didn't think he was that bad. No, the, the acting was fine. But the fine. character is such a prick that it's like, couldn't you have just dialed that shit back? Was there a need yeah. for all that fucking whinging in the apartment? Like, the you, only... are, you are calling on the mercy of people in an apartment to help you, mm. and you're acting like a prick. Yeah, like... the, only other, the only other part, uh, when he picked up the gun in the RV, it sort of set in motion this whole, oh, the most unstable is the one with the gun. Yes. And that came to fruition in the apartment, but then it was diffused in 30 seconds, and after that, you were kind of like, it would be a relief if he goes. Yeah. And it was. Mm. Absolutely, I wasn't was. sad when he got pushed off. No, the thing. not at Rather all. Rather than ram it down our throat, why didn't they just? Yeah, okay. He was a bit of a goose at the start. We pulled back on some of that shit for a while. Then he brings out his his um salesman routine to Leary, and mm. that's where he gets killed. Yeah. It would have been a bigger gut punch that he wasn't such a mongrel, and we saw him go get hoiked off a building. Yeah. The whole and way through that sequence where they're trying to change, and he's stuck on the bit, and they got him to get him to like shimmy down the drain pipe and stuff. I'm just like, leave the fucking wanker it there. Was co- it, it, at that point, it got excruciating to watch him. Yeah. And then when he threw the ladder off, it was like, just go. Yeah. Like the guy is just self defeating, and you know the character. That's I, I just by that point I just didn't want the character in the movie yeah. anymore. So it was it, it was disappointing because again it was prior to him at his at you know when he really sort of hit as an actor in, in Hollywood. Yeah. But he was good. He yeah. was good in the performance. It was just... Oh, I couldn't stand the character. He plays the character perfectly. It's just yeah. the character's a cock. Yeah. But yeah, it was this, this like, is the most piven role of all time. It was kind of like though. Paxton in Aliens, but yeah. for 50 Exactly minutes. the same. Like, yeah. It's so annoying at parts. Let me ask this question, though. And, and maybe it just was a little bit clunky or I didn't get it, but and you would have missed this scene because it was cut out. Right, the, right. You yeah. um, <laughs> Thank you, Daily Motion. Why, why, doesn't he, why doesn't he follow through with the call to the police? Is it because he's pissed or he's been drinking? Or is there's, it there's, he's the RV? Yeah, there's an insinuation of that, that he, you know, he puts some bottles away. The RV, of course, is a consideration, but 
to me, with his comments and stuff, it seemed like he just wanted to get the bloke out of the car and go. Yeah. Out of the RV and go. He just wanted him to dump him and... It was clunky. Yeah. Really clunky. So because I think, it, did, it I didn't actually tell did, us where... He did get into the beer bottles. He did it. Um, but I... I don't know. Maybe the... Maybe it was so over the top and so clumsy that I, that's, I this just This is the thing though about this. This is where we get into the suspension of disbelief. He could have easily told the cops had they had turned up that one of the others was driving with yeah. a low blood alcohol level. The, the RV, who gives a fuck? You, you, you're about to... You, you're just almost... Or, you're in a shit neighbour where you run over a bloke who's been shot. You know, you call up and, and yeah, you say... Other priorities. You call up, would be a priority. You say the cops are coming and leave him on the side of the street or something yeah. like that. There's, there was... Other ways Other to ways, do it, and um, they weren't prepared to do it. They, yeah. They needed to have it because it was the way to get Fallon and his crew Onto up him. against um, Estevez yep. and, and those guys. But it just didn't feel... I didn't really understand it initially. I didn't actually know why he'd mm. done what he'd done. Yeah. I assumed it was Grog. Um, I didn't even think about the RV. I didn't even think about the RV being an issue. But... Yeah, I can I, I can sort of understand. Okay, just dump the guy on the side of the road and let's get the phone. Yeah, well, I think it was. It, it, you're right. It was confusing because I got the other. I saw him clean up the beer bottles, but I thought he was more concerned about. He's just such an asshole that he just wants to bloke out of the car because that's how out of the RV. Yeah, he's clearly he's selfish and shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. It was. It wasn't well done that yeah. part. And another bit that kind of again, it's, it's the suspension of disbelief situation. And this is where the wallet comes in. Why wouldn't Fallon, who now has his address... Go to his house with his, get his wife and daughter. Him, 100%. He says that to him. up to the fucking house the next day. And wait for I him guess to come home. My question... Because then my, we don't have a movie. <laughs> no, but my thinking is this. They're in the inner city where th- th- he could shoot them and just fucking leave them on the side of the road and nobody, nobody would know yeah. who had anything to do with it. If he turned up into the suburbs and killed him in his home... You got may have witnesses, you may have anything. So I guess the idea yeah. was nobody's going to rat me out for it's, taking these guys out here. It's all about that, <laughs> and it was for me, like I said, you wouldn't have a movie if that was sure. the part of it, but to me it felt like exactly what you said. These guys are in my territory, and I want to wrap this shit up quick. Yeah. I've got them cornered here. Now I've got this. I'm going to get them, and I'm going to finish it. So yeah. I'd say that would be how it started, but then eventually it would get to the stage where you're starting to get a bit of attrition When you chase them into the sewers, yeah. when you're dropping into the sewers, I might say, get the fucking map. <laughs> We're yeah. driving to Deadwood Drive yeah. or whatever it was. Where, but Because um, when, when they're in the apartment building, when they're in the, in the apartment the with those two ladies, on, it felt like that's where yeah. it would you're go. You're putting the screws on. You're saying, Frank, if you don't fucking come up out of there... I am on my way to your fucking house. It felt like he that's says what that to him when he's, when he's walking right up the stairs. Now. He says that yeah. when they're in the apartment building. He says he's yelling up the stairs. I'm going to go see your wife. You got a lovely daughter, all sort of stuff. Go there right then. Get him. Take him hostage and get him say? to fucking come out. That's um, Italian. Yeah. I never fucked an Italian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's straight to me. Any other action movie, straight away the bad guy sends a henchman to get yeah, those. Yeah. Well, that's what I thought. And brings I them thought, back and says, "I've got your wife and kid." But I figured I guess, he was going to stay on the chase, and someone else was going to get. But I guess the idea was. Frank now knows that this guy's got my wallet. He knows where my family is. And at about the... How, how far in would it have been when they take a stand? About an hour? Yeah. It's, I, could, I could accept the fact that not too much has happened to believe that now it's time to take a stand. Basically. Before that, it's actually really well stretched out. Yeah. It's essentially them in the train yard and them in, in the, the apartment um, building. Apartment building. Yeah. So you could, you could cop that he hadn't gone and yeah. done anything about the wife yet because yeah. he just found the wallet... Got him in the apartment building. That's when he starts reading out the names. Yeah. 
But yeah, once it stretches into the sewers and that sort of thing, that's where it's kind of like he could get her and if he's still on their hammer, get the henchman, like you said. To, yeah, so have three of them um, follow him down there and the other one goes and gets his missus. Yeah. The other thing I had an issue is when they make the stand, they're like, there's three of us and there's three entrances. Next minute, old mate's in there cre- creeping up behind Cuba and someone wasn't watching that one entrance out of the three. Well, it was Dorf. But Dorf was next to an entrance and then he looked yeah. over the other bit and he's in the, like, it's like oh, there's no, an okay. extra entrance. Yeah, well, yeah. It just yeah. seemed a bit strange I'm how that all sure. panned out. Can I just... I'm not sure if I got the geography about... of that area. <laughs> no, it was pretty confusing. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about suspension of this. There seems to be some kind of waterfall situation yeah, going on. You, if you're talking about suspension of disbelief, you've glossed over the, the worst one. Yeah. The RV going into the narrow oh, yeah. side yeah. street. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, that was... You had to swallow. It is perfect. Because there was no other way. They wanted to cut them off and blow it up. There was just not many other ways to do it. That just reminded me straight away of There's Resident Evil. There's got to be some yeah, other yeah. way. It's got to be a way that you could, you know, it's a wider street and the thing fucking turns on its side and flips or something yeah, like that. Yeah, like, that, that could have There's got to be some way that they, they get, you they know, ricocheted and turn perfectly well, sideways into in this fact, street that is so done, skinny that what, they can't open a door either side. Yeah. What you could have done, done is done exactly what you said. The, 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 the thing handled like a bloody massive Battleship, body. yeah. You know. Looks like a restaurant, but it handles it has like, like a bistro. bistro. <laughs> but um, it would have probably turned on its side had you overcorrected. So they probably could have gone down that route. I think, In fact, yeah. I would have believed that more. <laughs> it's sort of like, uh, again, I copped it for the sake of the enjoyment of the film, yeah. but it was just one of those ones where like, that's one in a million. Yeah. <laughs> you could try that, even if you, you, know, you, you, you know, were a stunt driver or something, you could line that shit up a million times and, and you're it. knocking it in once if you're lucky. Yeah. But the other part about the sewers is you just took out one of their guys. It's now three on three. Mm. The numbers and you've got a gun. On the, on the money, the numbers are exactly the same, and you've got a gun. Three on three. What happened to taking a saying, stand? Let's get a rock. Let's settle this on the court. Yeah, let's, three on three. Let's lace them up. Yeah, let's yeah. go. Let's do it. <laughs> Check it. I've got a gun. We've now got a gun. There's three of us. There's three of them. Um, but there's still only three entrances. Why wouldn't they just go, cool, reset, back to where we yeah, were, back to where we take get, them out. And we, and we, we, we take them on. It's... It, that's another suspension of disbelief. You, you leave the scene. Again, you're pushing the movie forward, of course, but mm. you leave the scene when you probably had the chance to take them out. Yeah. Well, the other thing is, talking about suspension of disbelief, every single time they lose them and then pick a spot to hide, like, fuck off. If you're in any of those spots, I can find somewhere to hide that these pricks aren't going to find me. I guarantee it. Mate, I'm staying put in that that burnt-out high-rise thing they were in when they're waiting for the bus. Yeah. I'm staying up there. Yeah. It's just demolished. Yeah, there's nothing there. Like... These guys just seem to walk. Like even when they go into the when they go into the apartment building, where he walks past the group of kids and stuff like that. What, what part of the? I just we're just going to dawdle into this fucking yeah. bit in between these buildings and just ask these kids. Like it's like, kind of like it's kind of like playing an hour of hide and seek, and then there's various different ways they find to make the. Yeah, oh, you've given away your hiding spot. But like, I, yeah, can I can understand. I can understand the apartment block because they probably didn't really understand the idea was they were kind of rubes in the in the inner city. Yeah. So they didn't really understand that that guy was a lookout and yeah. that Leary would approach the group. But you don't you don't want to take a stand in the sewer, you want to run off. I could not buy the fact that the bus wouldn't stop. Yeah, them. that was I was just like, you are joking, like you have I can understand they're running out all to yeah. getting all the, the only thing It I did look think... like a group of like a gang. Yeah. For one, I've seen bus drivers do that. <laughs> and so, on. Yeah, Thanks action. Driving. I've got a yeah, I've got a schedule to keep. <laughs> Fuck off. And secondly, I thought the neighborhood. Yeah. So I thought, okay, 
I'll deal yeah, with maybe. it. Even though you're making multiple other stops in the neighbourhood, maybe this is the bad street in the yeah. bad neighbourhood. I don't know, but um, but it just it, it came across as just another thing. We just have to. Well, uh, we're driving straight past. That for me was not even on the level of knocking on seemingly every door in an apartment building and saying, "Can I come in and use the phone?" And not once just saying. Don't even let me in. Just call the cops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You knocked on every simple, door and said, simple. let me in. Yeah. No, 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 we're not letting you in. Just call the cops. Just every, call the cops. Every door they knocked on, though. Yeah. Call the cops. As soon as the door cracked open, four of them ran at the door. Like, yeah, yeah. Be more of threatening, you dickheads. Not letting you in. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah exactly. even if you've got, just, you know, if you've got someone through, don't little, say, don't, just don't do call the just cops. Just leave us out here, but call the police. Yeah. For God's Tell sake. That the people are chasing us and trying to kill us. Yeah. Yeah. I gave another guy a small lex. I'll give you, yeah. you know, something as well. Here's a small ring. Come on, guys. Turn out your pockets. We we talked about earlier on the um. Like you were talking about how it's kind of a weird environment where everyone's trying to kill everybody. Like when when they're out walking through the streets, like everyone's out to get somebody. Mm. Oh, I didn't like it. How it was just it was kind of like a wasteland. Like you said, as soon as you got as soon as they got off the freeway, all of a sudden you're in this fucking desolate. Just nothing's there. Yeah. The wind machines that they use for this oh. movie on full noise. <laughs> the on... camera times is being blown across the road. Like that's not that's not how wind works. Wind isn't just this steady, constant stream of just full ball. Like the camera into times it. followed by the Sunday telegraph. Yeah, but look, they'd already set the scene with the leaves, so you should have been all right with yeah. that. There's wind everywhere. <laughs> you can tell fake wind to normal wind. That was the fakest wind. And everywhere they go, like I said, it's just... Like, that's still a city. Yeah. There should be more stuff going on than that. I it's understand it's a, I, it's a bad neighbourhood. I, I kind of, as I, as I mentioned, it felt like Mad Max. They'd gone from a freeway yeah, to it was Mad like a Max. post-fucking-apocalyptic scene. It was scene. sort of... Um, and that was one of the... When I, I read some of the reviews... Imitation Joe, or whatever his Imitation Joe. later. They are asking him for a lift. He probably drove past my, my My other problem was they kind of rammed the, um, the inner-city... Uh, v suburbs situation mm. down your throat. Like yeah. repeatedly, Estevez makes comments about it and and how you know we don't understand this sort of stuff and all this yeah. kind of. And just no, no, you don't need to tell us. The, I the think writing... we get by what we see. These guys are out of their element. Yeah. But the writing no was the writing was tone deaf. Like yeah. you both said, they've made it like a totally different town. It's like you're still people and you're still kind of, you know, okay, you're in a poorer neighbourhood, but they're still people too. There might be some bad people. Not every single person yeah. in the neighbourhood and in that building wants to steal your wife yeah, and wants knock to you steal on the head. Wife, well, I guess the, they you know, tried to do that with the two girls that took them in. Yeah, but again, it just. Yeah, sledgehammer stuff. It's yeah. not not that yeah. nuanced. It was that no. was one of the things that I like. I didn't have a, as much of an issue because like we, we're not watching you know Spike Lee's latest movie no. or something. Here we're watching we're watching an action fair that's pretty down the line, mm. but it was pretty tone deaf. Their writing in terms of like different uh, class understanding, and, yeah, understanding of that. The inner city and, and all that sort of stuff. Not that I've, you know, not that I live in America. Hey, middle class. But that's middle the thing. class. <laughs> we white we, we here. don't understand that. But but if we were to write a movie of that nature, we'd probably have the same tone deaf problems because we don't understand. No, no, I'd probably have a character that you know maybe someone in the apartment might have just said, "Hey man, how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> you want me to call the cops? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Max. Every time they open a the door, someone's screaming and yelling, "Fuck off!" <laughs> And every, you know, like I said, when they get into that, when they get out of the apartment, they're still running down the streets and there's nobody yeah. anywhere. 
like it's kind of like it's a different planet. Yeah. There's I'm no still cars in bad riding, neighborhoods. I'm pretty sure you can still run into a corner store or a servo. Yeah. Something, you know. Yeah, but nah. everything's boarded up. Everything's just yeah. there's nothing. Yeah, there. yeah, it's kind of a bit too wasteland. It's they too, do do um, they do do a little bit of their own commentary on the whole white guy fucking you know judging people on this when the, the two old drunks walk in the middle of the road yeah. when they use the this loudspeaker yeah. Yeah, and he yeah, reaches for right. his bottle and yeah. fucking Piven goes for the gun thinking this guy's pulling a gun on him and they all duck down yeah. next minute he's just getting his bottle out and he's like ah fuck you whatever get out of the way that was kind of a bit it of a kind of I think it was a nod to the <laughs> script yeah. like a little yeah, bit yeah. like oh it's not this yeah. you know agreed yeah. that's probably it for me the dislikes I, I had one major one at the end I, I did say I liked the fight with all the glass and stuff at the end and then the bit when old mate's Fucking about to fall, and he goes, Come Drabs on, in. help me. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, No worries, I'm yeah. gonna go. Like, fuck I need, off. I need to make the right choice. Yeah. No way, I'm not touching it's you. Not no really. one in that instance goes, Oh, geez, I better help this guy up. It's Look, not Batman not and the Joker. Yeah. You don't have a code, you're yeah. supposed to be the everyman yeah. in the life and death situation, and you're choosing life. You yeah, said you fall. I'm yeah, not, that I'm bit did not here. work. I don't know about you, but um, when, I, when I speak to the police out there, I'm saying, No, no, he tried to kill me, we got into fisticuffs, he fell off there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know anything about the rest of it. I don't know how. He just yeah. fell off. So I threw my hand out, yeah. but he missed it. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Mate, correct. I don't even give a fuck. I was like, yeah, I'll push the cut off. Again, it, was, <laughs> it, was, it, was once, it was once once again trying to show that Frank was, you know, such a honourable character. Yeah, so that was, yeah. that was a bridge too far for yeah. me. It, 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 it was super right. dumb. Yeah. It, yeah, it was kind of, it went against that whole thing that he said to Cuba in the speech about, you used to, you know, you used to be the man or whatever, when he says... What, just because I use brains over brawn now? And then he goes and does that? Yeah. He's like, yeah. Where's your brains? Where's those brains? Yeah. Nah, I forgot about them there. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, uh, that was it, though, for me. Anything else? No, nah, that was it. All right. That was Judgment Night from 93. Really, did, really did lay the boot in for a movie that we I did, quite enjoyed. We did a little bit, but no, I enjoyed it. It's just, it, it is underrated in my Yeah, opinion. it is. Yeah. Now, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and have a little discussion about other underrated action films. So, be right back. Let's say action thrillers because essentially that's what Judgment Night is. Um, I personally believe uh, um, Judgment Night is highly underrated. I think it's one of the better 90s action films. And I think a few on this list we're about to talk about probably fit that bill. The first one I think I'm going to raise is one that I think both myself and Jared are pretty big on. I don't know if you've seen this one or if you have, but it's Fallen. Oh, yeah, Denzel. Denzel. Yeah. 
maybe not necessarily an action. Isn't he, isn't he like a fallen no, angel in this one yeah. or something like that? Yeah, well, it's um, the, the, the ideas villains of fallen angel, basically. Yeah, right, yeah, okay. Yeah, um, no, I have seen it once a long time ago. It's pretty good. Gregory, Gregory Hoblet. Gregory one Hoblet, of our yeah. favourites. One of our faves. It's more of your thriller. It is more of a thriller. Standard sort of cop procedural thriller. But I actually think it's A little got bit a, of supernatural in there yeah, too, though. Yeah, I think it's got a couple of really effective scenes. Well, I hadn't heard that song a hell of a lot before the movie, Time but Time's on, on My Side, I cannot... Hear it without thinking about that movie. Yeah, and that it's one of those. He's following him down the street by touching the person in front of him. And yeah, and changing into, into him. Them. The yeah. whole idea of the demon passing through touch just gave it some really cool places Options, to yeah. go. And they do it in the police station. Yeah, yeah, yeah the bit in the police John station. Yeah, yeah, you're trying to sort of watch and see what's yeah. going on. Yeah, and people that you know. If people are turning over their head. It kind of had a little bit of it follows. Yeah. Sometimes you didn't Could be know. Anyone. Yeah, you didn't know. You would see someone in the background or see someone turning their head and you think, is it? Is that him? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I really, I, I actually loved it. That's, well, one of those, that's one of those movies that looking at it, I know it's probably a three and a halfer, but I just love it. I can yeah. watch it over and over. It also has that nice twist mm. that comes into play at... You know, you don't even think about it, and it's sort of given away early. Yeah. But you don't actually think about it, and it works out really well. Another one from our mate Gregory Hoblet again is Frequency, oh. the, the movie um, involving Stennis Quaid, Jim Caviezel. Mm. Yeah, Jim Caviezel. Yep, Jesus. Highly Jesus, underrated. yeah. He'll never live that down. <laughs> um, and the Count of Monte Cristo. <laughs> <laughs> There's one. He didn't make a lot of money Can't at the box office. And I th- I'm, I'm dis- I was kind of disappointed it didn't because I thought it was one of those really, really good films. It was a crowd pleaser, but it had interesting ideas. Yeah. It had a bit of brains and a bit of science in it. That bit, of the time tra- bit of the time travel stuff. I don't know about the science. What's the science you're talking about? I used to get the time travel stuff. I used to get it mixed up with Stir of Echoes for some reason. Yeah. I, I, Stir of Echoes. Th- those two movies I couldn't yeah. fucking separate. There's, a, there's an underrated one. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, I didn't even think of that one. It's more in the, in the, in the horror, horror It's definitely a horror thriller. Yeah. He's underrated hugely. Yeah. That's, that's um, really I think the time travel thing is what really kicks it into full gear with frequency because I always like, I'm interested by those ideas. Yeah. And if again, if you if you can sit there and look at a movie that says the premise is this guy talks on his old ham radio and connects with his father 20 years ago or whatever it was. If you're the type of person that looks at that and goes, oh, fuck, I'm not yeah. watching that, you probably wouldn't it's enjoy not it. Yeah. Yeah. But if you, can, if you can take that and say, that's a, you know, that's an interesting setup for a story where they can pull some pretty, pretty cool ideas out, and that's what they do. They, they use it really well. well they, they use, use the time travel stuff like really well. The wallet in the... The bench seat in the house, and yeah. then he open up the bench seat as a wallet. He gets it. Sorry, from mm. um, and they use, as I said to you over the past, burning episodes, things, yeah, and stuff. They like do that, some yeah. similar things in the TV show, yeah, which again works well. And they I think, actually, I think they remade it a few years later on too with um, Keanu Reeves called The Lake House. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same premise, if I'm not mistaken, without the ham radio. <laughs> Just want to throw it out there. More of a ham radio. Yeah, a little bit different, that it's one. It's an underrated romance. <laughs> <laughs> That's but, our next episode. <laughs> but what I love about it is the idea that in one timeline, the serial killer killed four people but was then stopped. But in the alternate timeline, it changed. Yeah. It changed greatly. Yeah. And I thought that that's great. I think that's really, really great stuff. And I think it it really works well. I've, yeah. I've watched it several times in the last few years, and just uh, every time I just really enjoy it. 
Yeah. Doesn't sort of it doesn't, Love it. doesn't fall apart. And you you are a noted Quaid fan. Oh, massive Quaid fan. The rookie Probably not. not right. He's not quite <laughs> not on the bacon level. He's not, he's not on the bacon tier, but he's, <laughs> he's not on the bacon tier. He doesn't sizzle at the bacon level, but you know he's he's quality. Except, uh, yeah, is, I believe Randy's his brother. Yeah. Hopefully he's steering clear. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell by looking at him, really. Yeah, they actually um, do look fairly similar. Yeah, Dennis was Dennis was the you know the um, the high school quarterback, and Randy was the mascot. The next one from I saw. I, I looked at a couple of lists. One of them had, and I haven't seen this, but I know you have, and I'm not sure about you, Gibbo, but The Guest. Yeah. Is a thriller, is that correct? Yeah. Definitely got some action stuff in there. There's some punch-ups. And it was, several lists said it was underrated. I loved it. I loved parts of it. Like I said, the really, the only gripe I had with the whole movie is it felt like it didn't have an ending. But prior to that, it's kind of like your Stranger Things, but for something like, you know, um, fans of James Cameron. It's got a bit of that sort of synth score too, which is which is funny. But yeah, it's it's really cool. Have you seen it? Yep. No. You better take the who's Blu-ray. in it. Better take the Blu-ray home. The girl from It Follows. Yeah. And, and a guy from a bloke from Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey. Yeah. Can't remember his name. But, um, but it, yeah, it's really cool. You the know, guy, the guy is um, of Downton Abbey. Basically, I love pre- Downton Abbey. <laughs> the premise is that these the, these people that live in a kind of Seems like a ruralish type area. Um, this guy knocks up, knocks on the door and says uh, their son was at war and got killed. And he says, "I was in your son's company, and I just I promised him I'd come and visit or something." And, and it kicks off. Some- it's clear he's a fucking ass kicker. Yeah, they've set pretty quickly that he's an ass kicker, and yeah, then it so it's not obviously not who he says he is. That's where it kind of goes. Um, but yeah, it's definitely worth a look. Right. It was made by the same guys that Adam made. Wingard. Yeah. Um, you're Blair next, Witch. Blair Witch. <laughs> so that one uh, was a good bit. You're next. Yeah, they made you're next. They made the guest. Then that's why we were all so excited. For <laughs> <laughs> and sadly, uh, sadly disappointed. <laughs> um, next on the on the list for me, Dread. Love fucking is Dread, man. Fantastic. Absolutely awesome and, and is criminally underrated. Underrated and. Box office underrated. Yeah, box office only broke really even, well. didn't yeah. it? Really? Barely. It, yeah. it's a, it was the sort of movie that I could have seen countless sequels. It yeah. was that well yeah. made, and I thought Carl Urban was awesome. He is epic in that. And just quietly, yeah, you know, his name was getting bandied around as being um, Nathan Drake. Yes, the, I did hear um, that. Uncharted movie. I'd have yeah. to see his eyes first. And I looked at it and I said, "Have you seen Carl Urban's yeah. eyes?" I said, "Yeah." He, he, I reckon he could be alright. The comedy delivery is the only thing I'm worried about with yeah, him. Yeah, he's not known for any yeah. of that. But the, the, the thing with the, the Nathan Drake stuff you always hear about is Nathan fill in, but he's just yeah. telling fat right. now. He so still, should have been. Yeah. If they had a good had done it 10 years ago when it first was all came right. out. Yeah. Maybe yeah, he would have been perfect out. for it, but um, I can see Carl Urban pulling Shit, off. Shit, like, mate, if Stallone can still get in shape, get Philly in, yeah, in the gym. That's yeah. Yeah. Still Philly in the gym with Stallone. Just get one of them. Just get yeah, one Philly of them. Philly is a different kind of athlete, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but different kind of athletes can still, you know, smuggle vials. HGH. <laughs> <laughs> it's always HGH. Yeah, but hey, I'll slide through his hands up. Yeah, you got me. Yeah, it's not like anyone was guessing. <laughs> I love it. I love it, Australia, where, you know, that's the attitude that we've got. Oh, jeez. You know, he's cheated for his physique. Then he puts his hands up and says, yeah, I did it. We're like, what a champ. What a fucking legend. <laughs> Pat him on the back. He, he cheated for beer with Bob Hawke. Oh, yeah. Um, Jean-Claude makes my list for under, criminally underrated. Sudden death. I would have to say, 
I haven't seen it in a while, but going on my previous view one. of where I thought the film was, it's one of his better ones. Yeah, yeah. a long way. Definitely, off. I'd still, I'd say probably correctly rated though. I don't know how correctly rated. rated? Is, that's all. Well, yeah. it seems like it's a, it's one of those ones. Every time you hear about Van Damme, you're <clears> talking <throat> kickboxer or. Yeah. Um, it's not in his canon blood very sport, much, sport. but also it, for non time cop. <laughs> for a 90s actioner. Adam will have Time Cop on the list, actually. No, no, no Time Cop's correctly rated on the list. <laughs> Universal Soldier? Uh, Universal Soldier, uh, correctly rated lightly. <laughs> Our target. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's all the Henriksen, great, great villain. This one's the one that seems to get forgotten about, though, when people talk about yeah. Van Damme. And I think for a 90s actioner, and again... When I, we always talk about the 90s and things were getting over the top in the 90s. Oh, yeah. You look at those 90s actions, they were fucking outrageous. Yeah. This is one of the better ones for me. Yeah, it, it, just, it just does everything reasonably well. The fights are <laughs> Except impressive. that he's an NHL standard goalie with no... With That's no hard to cut <laughs> That is hard to take. But it was kind of cool when you saw yeah. it. Uh, but, yeah, I think, it's, I think, I think you're it, probably right. I think because it's, it's underrated because it's not really talked about. It gets, sort of, yeah, it gets sort of lost in the shuffle of other Van Damme movies. And frankly, Tom Cop, he hasn't made hard target, no that many really good ones. Double team. Kickboxer, double team. <laughs> Fucking How about maximum team. risk? Oh, <laughs> Can I bring that into the underrated? Enough with Jean Claude. Uh, next one on my list is, or on this list is Deja Vu. Yes. The Denzel Washington time travel one. Mate, it never gets talked about in Denzel's films. No. Um, I'm going to be honest, I've seen it, but I've forgotten everything about it. Mate, it's got, yeah, what? I reckon it's got one of the best car chases I've ever seen where he's using the, the yeah. time travel helmet yeah. at the same time and he's driving the car present day. He's chasing And him. he's watching yeah. the chase through the, the goggles. It's very like clever. Two days before. Mm. Yeah. It's really, really well done. It's Good exciting. Idea. It actually throws a couple of curveballs at you. Yeah. The time travel stuff. Yeah. And Denzel. He's always Denzel. The bloke's just awesome. Yeah. Even, yeah, I mean, you, you went and saw The Magnificent Seven recently, and yeah. he's awesome in that. I'm oh, sure. mate, he's I'm just, to say that. He's just one, of the, one of those guys that can, you can watch him in anything, and even if the movie is just a steaming pile, <laughs> you're kind of pleased that you got to see it <laughs> yourself. I <laughs> love the Equalizer. The equalizer. <laughs> I love the Equalizer. <laughs> that, Man on Fire, Two Guns, they're all the same. Man on Fire is bloody awesome. And, and you love all of them the, the whole Uncle Denzel members just give me a new appreciation of <laughs> the <laughs> So, yeah. Man on fire, mate, when he's uh, inserting C4 on his Oh, yeah, when he's tied to the car. And the guy goes, what does he say? Just uh, one last thing. And he says, if you, only you had more time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Greatest <laughs> line ever. <laughs> the negotiator. Yeah, I this put one. this one on the list. Again, I haven't seen it in a while, but I remember when we actually saw it, I thought it was really good. Mm. Two very good actors in uh, Sammy Jackson before he sort of went to real sort of over-the-top <laughs> levels. <laughs> um, Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Um, and the idea, again, really good setup of negotiator, you're the negotiator, hostages and you're, yeah, you're um, in the pulp now, you've been set up, and you're requesting the other great negotiator that you know of but you know all his tactics. Yeah. yeah. You know what he's going to do, if and you know by what he says if you think if he thinks you're guilty, innocent, 
Um, and I just remember really, really liking it. Yeah, yeah. I remember it. I haven't seen it in a while, but I remember really liking yeah, it. Was like in that, that it was in that period where there was quite a lot of those action ones coming out. Will Smith was rolling out action stuff every now and then. And um, I just remember seeing that one and it's sort of standing out a little bit. Yeah. Not, a, not an absolute classic, but one that's, again, forgotten. Yeah. You barely even see it. You know, you don't see it show up on the, on the Foxtel reruns or... Um, I haven't seen it pop up well, on Netflix again, or anything I guess yet. With what Gibbo said at the top of this podcast, it was we we were entrenched in the the hyperkinetic Jerry Bruckheimer style stuff that was going on in the 90s. We were entrenched in that shit. 360 pans, explosions. Yeah, mm. But we weren't. In, those 90s action films, that we, the ones we're talking about here, they kind of fell by the wayside, partly yeah. because they weren't over the top enough. Mm. Yeah, well, Negotiator, again, them. is sort of thriller. Yeah, um, yeah. More than action, but it probably fits in the category. There weren't mass and explosions. There weren't yeah. sort of punch-ups oh. left and right. There yep. weren't, you know... And, I mean, you're getting... There you're weren't getting... Oscar-winning actors with long fucking mullets and, and with the worst accent in history. Hard target you're talking about. <laughs> 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 you're talking about Connor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> someone like Kevin Spacey, who's pure... Pure acting. Yeah, he's, yeah. Not, he's not giving you your, you know, your um, your chase scenes and things like that. Yeah. So you're probably right. That's why it, it didn't. It was light on that sort of stuff. But again, some really good people. And David Morse shows yeah, up yeah. in that one. And so yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's, one a, it's I, a bloody good film. I had. Now this one popped up on couple of this, and I decided to put it on here because of our collective love for several of the cast. You don't sound confident. It's called None Skin Trade. None of us have seen it. No, haven't seen Skin Trade. But the cast includes one Dolph Lundgren, also acting as writer on this one. Oscar winner. Tony Jaa and Michael Jai White. So, first movie off the rank in 2017 <laughs> is Skin Trade. <laughs> I can barely wait. But everyone oh, says it was I'm, underrated. As I said to so you, maybe I remember... It's better. Is that because it wasn't rated in any way whatsoever? <laughs> yeah. Nobody's seen it, so they got, can't rate it. It should have been one out of ten. <laughs> yeah, it should have been one or two, and everyone gave it zero. Yeah. Um, I, I actually... Uh, I was saying to Adam, when I saw London talk, this was his latest bit of work, and he kept dropping it. Like, it was an hour-long sort of Q&A, and he kept on mentioning it. When people would say, you know, what's the what's the proudest movie, you know, what's the, what's your favourite movie in the resume or whatever, he'd skin drop trade. something. He'd drop, yeah, Rocky's good. Uh, skin Trade, the one I've got coming up's really, you know, it really interests me. I, I'm really proud of it. I wrote on this one, Tony Jar, fantastic. Like, he just kept dropping sort of, and I thought, I've got to see this. Even though I, I, don't I was think quite anybody was and, calling out, talk about Skin Trade. No, no, everyone <laughs> no. was like, come on, Masters of the Universe yeah. or something stupid like that. Uh, but yeah, he kept on mentioning it, and I, I think I might have even texted you. There's yeah. this little thing called Skin Trade coming out. Dolph and Tony Jar. So no, like, no surprise, I forgot that. Too. Yeah. <laughs> Believe it or not, someone's actually told me that it's a good movie, yeah. and I thought really? it was you. If you haven't seen it, no, someone I has actually said it. to me it's actually really good. The plot thickens. <laughs> <laughs> and the Go hook, on, skin trade, <laughs> and the hook goes in. Yeah. I actually remember when Dolph you guys were talking about notes. it. Ooh, that's a good idea for my next. Yeah. Okay. Just a quick consensus: Should we cover skin trade? Yeah, <laughs> I think we have to as soon as possible. I'll watch anything with Tony Jar in it. That bouncy yeah, yeah, little yeah, fuck, yeah. he can he can do some. I cool hope shit. he's going for the old elbow on the top of the sky. Yeah, the old elbow drop. If you're disappointing if he's not doing it to Nathan Jones, like he was in uh, in Ong Back. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, that was pretty impressive. Shit out of <laughs> um, I'll throw one in the ring. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's a bit more of a big budget one, but just sort of it felt like it vanished, and it wasn't bad at all. Um, Battle LA. Yeah, I love I love that. I thought it was decent, and yeah. nothing. Like it sort of came and went, and nothing ever happened about it. It's actually it. really good up until 
um, they work. They hit the um, forward operating base and it's all destroyed. Yeah. And then they start. They go back in and start trying to destroy the. It, it takes a few turns, but it just. But no one said anything the about first that. First hour is fucking. Yeah. Awesome! I, like I loved it. it yeah. It's fucking exciting. I remember because I started watching. Packed. I'm like, this is obviously nothing because no one said anything, and I was actually really pleasantly yeah, surprised. It's, it's got a really good cast of you know like good actors, not action heroes or anything, no. but, but good quality actors. I believe Shane Black did a Polish. Oh, that would make sense, yeah. so which possibly would explain some of those monologues by like the army guys who are crapping out. We're gonna bomb the fuck out of you, yeah. you asshole. Yeah, and all that sort of shit. So yeah, I really enjoy that. Actually, I think that's criminally underrated. Speaking of Shane Black, the nice guys have surely got to go on any criminally yeah. underrated list. Oh, Seems mate. like nobody saw it. No. But well, the people did see it, rate it very highly. Yeah, but just yeah, nowhere true. near enough people saw that movie. Just really disappointed in that because. That's the kind of movie that should... If, if that sort of made some money, we'd see more of that type of stuff. That's all I'm worried about. The, the fact that that's happening it, now, know, like, does that mean bad things for Shane Black going forward? Well, no. Hopefully no. the Predator, the predator just nails it and sort of gets you... When is that going to happen? I don't know, but he's... It's coming. <clears throat> filming's very soon. Isn't Del Toro... No, no, he's... Conversations? He's pulled out, isn't he? Yeah. For the best. No, Unless he was playing a better <laughs> No, they'll get Jean-Claude. He's a nerd, man. Put it in the suit. fucking suit. still uncomfortable. Get um, Peter Hall back in um, here. No, the thing about the nice guys that upset me was that here's a guy with a great pedigree that everybody knows makes good films. He puts out a really, really good movie. It's highly rated across the critics. Plus with Gosling and Crow in Gosling and Crow in it. And it just doesn't make any money because it's not... A superhero movie. In the right wheelhouse at this point in time. Yeah. And, yeah, if he was to put out another movie or put another script up like that, is it even going to get looked at? Fuck, it has to. That's the concern for me. Although he has a pretty close relationship with Joel Silver. Yeah. So I think you'll find Silver's yeah. always there to take on his he's got enough. It didn't lose anything either. Which he's is got no, enough, I mean, it made, it made a little bit of profit. Yeah. He's got enough sort of money in the bank in terms of credibility. Who, Joel Silver or previously. Yeah. Shane Black? Well, he's, he's I think got, Silver's not hurting. He's, yeah. made, he's made enough sort of, what I mean is like not money, money. He's, he's got enough sort of runs on the board yeah. to, to take a chance on him, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. And Iron Man 3 basically gave him carte blanche to just sort of, you know, it probably gets a movie like this made. Yeah. The yeah. fact that he made a billion dollars with Iron Man was easy, easy win. Yeah, we'll take this on. There's no worries at $20 million or whatever it was worth. Yeah. So it, it probably... It's 10 times the movie Iron Man 3 was. That's yeah, that's the funny part. thing. It's, 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 oh, I think, yeah, fucking it's stupid cool. I mean, I like Iron, explosions. I, I liked Iron Man 3, but I loved the nice guys. I, I love the nice guys. Yeah. yeah. Any um, others on the... Yeah, yeah. A, couple of, a couple of quick ones to throw you away. Blade 2. Oh, yeah. Um, that is the... the, the the jewel in the Blade crown. Well, with the glut of sort of comic book movies that we've got, the Blade movies have just been glossed over. Yeah. And Blade 2... Trinity probably should have been. Yes, that's Trinity true. Trinity wasn't um, good. Blade 2, if it's action sort of stuff you're looking for, Blade 2 is yeah. on the money. If you're going to watch a Wesley Snipes movie, watch that one. Yeah. No, Dominic no, Purcell as, as Dracula in the last one is just laughable. It's yes. putridly shit. The thing about Blade 2 is that it's no surprise that it made the most money of the Blades. It's the most exciting. It's the most the best directed one. Yep. It takes the mythology and gives it a little bit of shake uh, with the Reapers or whatever they're yep. called. It, Crossbreeds, yeah. It, it yep. really works well. And it's got someone from Bross in it, so it covers all bases. Exactly. Really. <laughs> when will I be famous? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Questions need to be answered. Um, uh, this one was funny because it and had such a... He was actually a, a handy actor, that bloke. Yeah, yeah. It's this really one's handy. funny because it has huge pedigree and did well, but again, it's sort of... 
fallen by the wayside and just been sort of forgotten in the the in time um, minority report. Yeah. yeah, sort of sci-fi thriller. Spielberg, I listened to a podcast about it two Tom days ago. Cruise. Oh yeah, great yeah. movie. It's awesome. Actually, the yeah. ideas and stuff in it are fantastic. Another one. There's a theme here. We love anything to do it's with time good. travel or predicting the future or anything like that. But that's one. It, it, and going off what we said about um, you know previously about Judgment Night and stuff. Oh, sorry, not about Judgment Night. About uh, in the Christmas one about a movie that should be a bit darker. Yeah. Minority Report was the correct level of darkness because yeah, yeah, yeah. it had his mm. drug use, yeah. had the death of his son. Like It, it really Peter played Storm on... pulling eyes out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Peter Storm. <laughs> and the mouldy sandwich with the sour milk. Turning his face to shit. Freak. Yeah. yeah. Remember he, he puts that thing under his face and goes... <laughs> yeah, it makes him go old. He looks like fucking Homer swallowing that lemon ball. But it's kind of like it's kind of like a superhero like sci-fi movie but yeah. with some really dark elements and it's just... just just out of interest, do you think Emilio Estevez was up for Tom Cruise? <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't yeah. have needed the face shrink, that's for sure. Estevez turned it down and they gave Cruise Estevez money. Yeah. <laughs> I think not. I think so. But it made a shitload of money and it's a Spielberg. Yeah, yeah. And, and now nobody talks about it. Lost in the canon. Yeah, no. not, yeah. not and that's what the guys on um, Action Movie Anatomy that I listened to the other day, that's what they specifically said about it. Like, this movie is one of the just criminally forgotten about yeah, movies. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and my last one that I had was... Uh, Please tell me again. it's got something to do with Dolph Lundgren. Oh. Not that one where he's a drummer. That's criminally underrated. Red heat. Um, I, uh, it's a, this is a passable thriller. Again, uh, fairly good direction and that sort of thing. Good cast. Um, passable thriller. But if you're looking for someone to kick some heads, Haywire. Ah, Gina yeah. Carano. Yeah, I haven't seen Holy that. Holy shit. Yeah. Some of the fight scenes in that movie are... I imagine the fights awesome. would be good, but she cannot act a lick. She's actually good in this one. She's, oh, she she's was so bad in probably, Fast and Furious. I'm assuming, yeah. I'm assuming they sort of pull her back. Yeah. Um, well, doesn't she, have to do too much. It's only sort of on one level, mm. but she's passable. And, I mean, the rest of the cast, you've got Fassbender, Ewan McGregor, um, Jenny Tatum. Fassbender's um, cock as well. Who's it? Oh, fuck, I've um, seen this. Is this a, it starts off in, like, the cafe. Paxton. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, Jenny Tatum has a I've seen it. She belts him. Yeah, she's actually decent. Fassbender is one of the best fights I've ever seen. Or, well, I've never seen, but in the recent few years, the fight with her and Fassbender. I totally forgot I'd seen that movie. I've 100% seen it. It's actually pretty good. It gets a bit, like, down the street. Stretch, it sort of loses loses a bit of steam, but anytime she's fighting, yeah, it's just electric. She's got yeah. some real presence. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess that's what you want from those sorts of people. Yeah, and bringing them in, they they bring. And who was the director? Was um, Stephen Soderbergh, Soderberg. yeah. who's which is a bit well, surprising. That's yeah. not really his wheelhouse. No, yeah. I usually like his stuff. Though. It tries to get a bit clever and um and. Uh, but I think it's pitched right. It sort of it doesn't ask her to do too much. Yeah, Le- leaves you know the fast benders and the McGregors to do the heavy lifting, and then she just is showcased. Yep. <laughs> um, one other one, just quickly, that popped up, and this is much more in our like collective action comedy wheelhouse. Broken Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> no, not Broken Arrow. But believe it or not, I was talking about that movie yesterday. Were yeah. Yeah, Christian Slater came up somewhere, and oh, anyway, he comes up all the time. <laughs> he, he should. He should. No, we're, we're watching Archer. I <laughs> so, Slater. Anyway, so um, but the A Team. Oh yeah, I fucking love the A team. And it just vanished as well. It just came in and I love it. It was kind of like the first Transformers, where it was like not pretending to be anything other than what was, what it was. But it was even better than that. It just nailed it. And when you got Neeson and Bradley Cooper, Mm. Shalto Copley, I think he was. I love Shalto Copley. He was absolutely gold. Yeah, and um, 
Uh, what's his name? Rampage, Rampage Jackson. Rampage Jackson was, was perfect possible, for you know? it because that's who BA was. He was just a big sort of, you know... Blustery. Yeah, blustery lunatic. sort of could kick ass, but didn't like heights and flying and things like that. And yeah. they played up to it. I thought it was awesome. Right. What happened really with money-wise? Yeah, it didn't do didn't that Didn't do well. well at all, no. Which is why. sad uh, mm. because I thought that they had the mix right. Like Made something... Had- Made some of the worst action figures of all time, too. Google the Liam Neeson one. It's piss funny. <laughs> really? Um, <laughs> Liam Neeson action figure. Yeah. From the A-team. And it wow. Looks, it's just... Yeah, right. It's a laugh. And, and the, the thing I liked about it is it was over the top. I mean, shit, you had that bit where they're, they're firing the cannon in the tank with the... In to the make air. sure it, yeah. to get it in the right spot. Yeah. But, but you love that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah. That, was the, I, that was just it, the it right level It knew what it was, though. It didn't top. pretend yeah. anything else. So. And then, but it also had some really good actors. Yeah. Like... Yeah, okay. Possibly slumming. Yeah. Um, but. In the right way, though. Perfectly. They knew exactly what they were in. I mean, Neeson was in the middle of Slum Central at that stage. Yeah. He still is. Yeah, he lives he's, there. You know, he's living there. But he, He's the mayor of Slumtown. Um, for the most part, I think that's one of the better action movies of the last 15 years. I mm. You I should really read up on how Charlotte Copley went about getting the role too. Yeah. Apparently he was a massive geek for the A-team and just absolutely campaigned for it. And He was great, actually. He, he was, was perfect. Really, really that, When they introduce him when he's fucking pretending to be the doctor, yeah. that is just brilliant. And then the guy tells him that he tried to um, start a car with a fucking defibrillator. Yeah, he <laughs> blows, blows himself up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that was gold. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Well, now I've got about seven or eight movies to go back and rewatch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the A-Team's on Netflix. Yeah. Check that out. It's another one of those ones that's like, uh, you know, it's re, you know, rebooted something that's really old and, you know, certain people obviously care about it because of the original. But other than that, like, unless you know what it is, no one's going to go watch it. But, you know, what I also loved about it. They, they do their little fucking, um, they put together their little sort of heist situation where they, they pull it, they, they drag the port, out the guy yeah. and get it. It's great. Yeah. It's classic A team. It's exactly what they would have done in the TV show. They would have crashed a few more cars. <laughs> yeah, had cars flying over the over things. But I thought it was perfect. Starsky and Hutch, anybody? <laughs> One of them's now director, mate. Dukes of Hazard. Dukes of Hazard. Oh, that was a terrible oh, remake. <laughs> Starsky and Hutch was at least enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, is that it for everyone? Yeah, no, that's me. I don't have any more. I'm sure there's heaps, but that's yeah, why they're underrated because you can't think of them. Yeah. Uh, Spot on. Memento? Yeah. It's not really an action movie. Though. No, but it's a bloody good movie. Yeah. If you want to get in contact with us, send us an email at thrillme at ionet.net.au, like us on Facebook, Thrill Me Podcast Australia, or on Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com. Everyone have a happy new year and look forward to 2017. Keep an eye on our Facebook page for... Not only videos of a guy getting folded up. <laughs> yes, the ladder. I'm going to find it right now. You know, ladder. But also our next film. See, now it's are, locked in. Which, based on this podcast, will probably be skid drunk. Skid drunk. <laughs> yeah. So, everyone have a great time. Enjoy to the, um, the end of 2016, and we'll catch up with you later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.